Hello, Laura. Hello, Stephanie. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. And happy September forecast. OMG. Happy September. I can't believe it. (laughs) The year is already halfway over. Yes. And so much happened in August. Should we start with our August recap? Yes. Do you want to speak about um, something personal that happened to you? Any like transits that really stood out to you? Ooh, ooh. you start, you start. I need some time to think. Yeah. Well, I know I've been texting you like mad crazy um, over my personal life, but a lot of friendship themes have been coming up for me because of the South Node in Libra in my 11th house of friendships and Venus ruling the South Node being in retrograde. And I've just been, first of all, having a lot of people from my past, specifically women coming back, like old women from my life and old friendships coming up for review and asking myself, is this a friendship that I want to strengthen? Is this something that I want to keep in my life? Is this something that's worth my time and energy? And, you know, we all talk about romantic relationships. There's books about romantic relationships, how to be in one, how to consciously separate from one, but there's not much out there about friendships, Mm -hmm. uh, platonic relationships. So I was definitely going through some Venus retrograde themes with some friendships in my life. And I think also learning to express my emotions I feel like Venus and Leo is very much like expression and being able to stand in your own truth and what's true to you was a big test for me because uh, Leo opposes my moon and Venus and Aquarius. And my tendency is to ghost people and shut myself off. But I really challenged myself. I listened to my heart. I listened to my fellow Leo over here. Thank you, Stephanie, for all your advice. And I leaned into the discomfort of sharing my feelings. Yes. Yes. Round of applause for the Aquarius moon. Thank you. Thank you. That's big. That's huge on brand. I feel like I graduated from some like university of emotional intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, the friendship breakups or disturbances right to the dynamic of longtime friendships are so jarring because like you said there's not a lot of stuff out there about it like mostly people just focus on those romantic connections so it's like when you when it does come to conflict resolution with friendships um it can be so uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable which is so interesting because one of my friendships We've known each other since 1994. So our friendship's going through its Saturn return. So it's been 29 years now. And because we've trauma bonded, and we both agreed that we trauma bonded, that now as a healed version of myself, it's like, and I asked her, I was like, um, what's tethering our friendship now if a part of me who was tied to our friendship is healed. And yeah, it's a very serious thing. (laughs) Saturn retrograding uh, in the sign of Pisces when we first met. And again, Saturn is like long-term, right? So 
it was like, and one of the questions she asked me was, do you feel like we can still be friends if basically saying if she's not like spiritually woke as I am Mm -hmm. and yeah. And, and, but just being honest and putting our feelings out there was so refreshing. And I felt like really relationship is about being honest with each other and strengthening your bonds in that way. So it has been a life-changing Venus retrograde for me so far. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very powerful. Yeah. Um, The main thing that I can think about is something I wasn't initially going to share, but hell, why not? Um, (laughs) I'm pregnant. And so Venus retrograde has been so fucking literal because I am a Leo sun. I'm a Leo rising, a Leo Mars, a Leo Mercury, a Leo South node. And all of this is happening in my first house of physical body and self. And I literally found out I was pregnant like the day after Venus stationed retrograde. And I would have found out sooner, but I was too stubborn to take a test. I I didn't want to know. I was like on deadline for my Cosmo horoscopes. And I was like, I can't deal with this. I just need to get through these horoscopes. Um, (laughs) But it was just so literal. And leading up to the retrograde is like the fittest I've ever been, the healthiest I've ever been. I was like working out um, six days a week, only like 15, 20 minutes a day, but just, I was like dialed in and feeling strong and like, you know, really good. And the second I found out that I was pregnant, my physical body has just, I've been so nauseous. I've been Mm. exhausted. Um, and that whole priority shifted. So it's just been very physical for me. Um, And I am praying to Venus and all of the planets that when she goes direct on September 3rd, my nausea goes away and I can start increasing my um, movement again. But yeah, it's just been so literal in that way. And as an astrologer, did you know that that was a possibility? Like when you were looking at Venus, were you like, oh, that might happen? I, the day that I took the pregnancy test was the first quarter moon in Scorpio. So the sun was at two degrees. The moon was at two degrees in Scorpio and my rising sign is two degrees Leo. And I knew I was like, I'm going to be pregnant. Like mm-hmm. that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's all impacting that first house of physical self, but right. Venus retrograde, I thought it would have more to do with my sister. You know, I thought because yeah, you said that, yeah. And yeah. the first house is so is, is part of your relationship access. So I was like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll be dealing with exes or something annoying like that. But no, it's been quiet. Knock on wood. Um, yeah. So it's like the cosmic forces saying, haha, Stephanie, you can't predict it. <laughs> you can't predict every transit. I know. I know. So, really but yeah, it's been, um, it's been good. I'm, I have already leading up to this transit had been practicing slowing down and listening to my body and just not forcing myself to do stuff. If I didn't physically feel aligned in that moment and, you know, trying to resist capitalism in that way. 
So I think I was kind of, I'm in tune with this retrograde energy. I'm happy to stay slow. I'm happy to just move through the motions and kind of see what phase comes next. You are so good at that. Also, Stephanie has been my personal therapist this past couple months because I was also trying to rest as resistance um, from capitalism. And I was having the worst intrusive thoughts, like the worst ones. Oh my God. And I feel like that was also my Venus in retrograde story, like just being more embodied and slowing down and just, oh, it was really rough. And it's still like a work in progress, but um, the book that really helped me was Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. And um, she has Jupiter and Pisces. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like reading wisdom and she's a Sagittarius. So Mm -hmm. just like all this Jupiterian energy. Um, But yay, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Surprise, everyone. (laughs) Um, And and then, yeah, August was a wild month. So which is what we said, right? You were like all the squares to Uranus. And what really stood out to me were the Maui fires that happened on August 8th and the squares to um, Uranus. Venus squaring Uranus and then the sun squaring Jupiter. And I remember being like, oh, this is going to be like the climate crisis again is going to come to the forefront of the conversation. Especially with Uranus and Taurus, that earth sign, you know, are definitely carries out that archetypal energy there. Yeah. And then just this past weekend, recording this on August 22nd, we had a, a hurricane in Southern California, which is just not normal or normal, quote unquote. And I read that wildfires aren't even normal in Maui. So it's like, it seems like every week now we are having the consequences of capitalism and colonization coming up to the surface with the climate crisis. And I follow a lot of activists and they're all basically like, are we ever going to, you know, declare an emergency, you know, like our government being like, Hey, we should probably do something. And I think, I think we have one more Venus square Uranus later this month. And it's like, do we, what, what's going to need to happen in order for us to finally be like, okay, it's time. Yes. And like all of Canada is on fire. Yes. Um, I do think one positive spotlight, um, I think in Montana, there were, I think they're teenagers. There's like a group of teenagers that got legislation pushed through saying that like the current government or some sort of current laws um, are basically creating and contributing to doom Mm -hmm. (laughs) climate crisis so that's the first legislation that has taken place like around the climate crisis and future generations that's actually been pushed through so that is kind of a bright spot and hopefully we'll see maybe more of that come through once Mm -hmm. Venus goes direct Um, but yeah like the 
the current cycles in the Atlantic Ocean, I read mm-hmm. that um, by 2025 at the earliest, Europe has the potential to turn into climate like Alaska because oh. the, the currents in the Atlantic Ocean aren't working the same way that they were because of climate crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously that's like the soonest it could happen, but you know, a decade, 20 years, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why we're not doing anything about this. Well, yeah. oil and bullshit. Rich, yeah. Rich. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. Yeah. Denial. Be, it's like, what is it going to take to yeah. establish a, a state of emergency? I've been thinking like my baby announcement that I want to make is like, I'm bringing a plus one to the apocalypse. Because it's like, come on. It's so scary. (laughs) I know I was talking to my my best friend about this because she has three kids. And I mean, I'm I just joke around because that's how I'm I have Sagittarius placements. It's my way of dealing with doom and gloom. And I was like, okay, so your carbon footprint, you need to like offset your kids with like doing something um and also like hopefully there'll be a planet left for them when they're adults and they can like go on vacation go to the beach mm-hmm. without you know without having to deal with all of this craziness so yeah, yeah it is it is like what is it going to take um because the the wealthy are going to be able to like go off in their rocket ships and colonize the moon or something like that but it's all of us that actually um live here and it's our beautiful planet and that's the thing like um I also was like crying to Stephanie cuz I was in such a depression during the Ma- Maui fires because I was just thinking of all the plants and animals that have been there for so long, like these beautiful trees that are hundreds of years old and they're just like gone. And I'm just like, maybe we should be extinct. Like maybe humans just are messed up and like, we don't deserve to be here anymore because we just destroy everything. And (laughs) I needed to like touch grass and stop looking at these videos because you, you literally get in this cycle of doom and gloom every week where you watch these videos and like, what's the point? But um, I think that is when you have to stop and you have to like regroup and remember why we're here and that we're here to change and help make this world a better place. Yes. And even if we help a handful of people every couple months or along the way that is moving and shifting energy in the right direction. And we tried our hardest, you know, and earth will regenerate itself. And yes. I guess that is the most beautiful thing, but um, yeah, it's a lot to hold. And obviously this is all, I think it's been building really since July when um, the submersible went missing and mm-hmm. there was so much emphasis on saving those five billionaires from the deep sea while my 700 migrants were lost at sea and you know all all of the things so just been building and building obviously for some time yeah i think it's pluto in capricorn and it's like we're still in the pluto return so it's like the these things need to come up to the surface in order for us to see it so we can heal it yep but i am hopeful that because the first piece of legislature was passed 
in Montana. I'm hopeful that we'll see more of that kind of become a focus. But yeah, that was a big one for August. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the Venus retrograde is hitting everyone, celebrities, mm-hmm. far and wide. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> my friends were like, what is going on? Everybody's breaking up. And I'm like, it's the Venus retrograde, but it rules the South node in Libra and Libra is a sign of relate relating relationships. And this, this Venus retrograde has been particularly nasty. It has gotten the victims of Justin Trudeau and his wife, Justin is the Justin, like I know him, is the prime minister of Canada. And apparently his wife was having an affair with Idris Elba. <gasps> yeah. No. yeah. Oh my God. Like, and these breakups are messy. Like we're getting back into the messy like divorces. That's hot. And <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> but yeah, they're messy. They're messy. They're messy. And apparently... Um, this is allegedly Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello. Um, Joe was also having some, you know, extramarital oh. things. Yes. I cried. I'm obviously a little bit more emotional than normal, but when I read that headline, I cried. Like, yeah, like, it's, me- it's messed up. Joe. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I'm living for the Ariana Grande. Oh my gosh. He's having an affair with SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and he had a brand new baby. Six oh months. Oh my god. Yes. That is such a messy story. Yeah. Very messy. So these and- are super messy. And Leo is the sign of, you know, taking up space, celebrity, big, you know. So you we're seeing all of these wild and dramatic breakups, especially because Venus was co-present with Mars and Leo for so long. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then Britney Spears and her husband. I mean, that's not a shocker to me, but they're I'm getting divorced. Happy for her. Me too. Yeah. I looked at his chart after they got married and he is a mutable shit show. I've <laughs> never seen so many Virgo Pisces, Sagittarius. <laughs> I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. So she does, she's dodging a bullet, but yeah, it's awful. And he's like threatening to extort her. It's like, come on. Uh, yeah. That didn't, that didn't seem like it was going to last. Sorry, Brittany. But, um, and then Sophia Bush and her husband, I don't really know her husband. I don't know if he's famous. So I didn't even like care to Google, but apparently they were only married for 13 months, but yeah. Another victim by um, Jeremy Allen White, who is the star from the show Bear and his wife also. And he's already moved on. Like he's already like seen around hooking up with people. A supermodel I saw. And then he left a comment on, I think, Alexa Demi's. Yes. Calvin Klein. I was like, I'd leave the same comment if I were him. Shoot your shot. But um yeah, and then Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy. Yes, they broke up. Wait, but can we just say um she has the most epic like so she made a collab with Usher. She did? Yes. Yes, I think it's called Boyfriend. They came so she came out with a song and she's I think in the video or on the song and it's like um 
kind of like a rebuttal to the whole thing because her Ooh. being was, um, you know, giving her shit for looking hot. I'm sorry. Uh, at an Usher concert. And and so they they decided to collaborate and now they're out with, I don't know if she's on the song. I don't know particularly what the song is about, but I think it's called Boyfriend. And she's definitely like in the video. Good for her. And she is a Virgo. Yes. I was like precision. She knew how yes. to. And Virgos are hyper independent, especially the women I find. And yeah, she's a very iconic Virgo. Yeah. So it's been messy in celebrity land. And it's so funny because um, I'm not usually like in the know of celebrity gossip, but for some reason, this Venus retrograde in Leo, I've been so interested in everyone's tea and messiness. (laughs) It's nonstop. It's hard to avoid. I'm like, and then I go into these rabbit holes of like, wait, who are they dating now? Who were they cheating on them with? Like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? I know. I know. It's been been good. It's been good. Um, Anything else that happened in August that you remember or that stood out to you? You should share about the tours and all of the money that women are making. Oh, yes. So, um, the Barbie movie we spoke about last month went, uh, it was released the day before Venus stationed a retrograde. And I read this article. I read a couple of articles. Um, New York times did one. I think fortune did one. Um, the wall street journal wrote about how the Renaissance eras tour and the Barbie movie, they all combined gross $7 billion. And they actually, stimulated the U.S. economy, because if you think about it, um, like Taylor Swift's Eras tour, for example, like people go and travel to go see her concerts and they so they have to spend money on airplane tickets, hotels, foods. They're stimulating the local economy. And so she had and also Beyonce, but Beyonce had like a world tour like basically the women got people in America to spend money and, and stimulate the U S economy. And there were all these articles about how they were trying to study it. Like uh, what is up, like, what, like kind of trying to figure, figure this out. And I'm just like, isn't it kind of obvious? Like just invest in women. Right. Right. <laughs> Very simple. Very simple. Study. Like, Invest in women creators who create art for women. Mm-hmm. And like all of these have the Venus and Leo in common. Like women were celebrating girlhood and dancing and dressing up, wearing pink, wearing glitter, wearing, you said like friendship bracelets. And it's like, that's what we want. So just give it to us and we'll spend the money. And Venus is all about worth and value. And you end up spending money that you value things on. Mm-hmm. So- I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, that was a really, really good call out for August. Yeah. So we shall see what happens in September when it goes direct. Yes. Yes. And that is how September starts out, mm-hmm. which is so exciting. So September 3rd is the day everyone's been waiting for because Venus goes direct in Leo. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been retrograde since July 23rd. And it's been in Leo since God knows when, sometime in June, a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it will station direct at 12 degrees of Leo. So like I always say, if you have planets or placements between five or 17 degrees of Leo in particular, but also Aquarius, Scorpio, and Taurus, you'll feel the station the strongest. Um, And this is like our turning point. This is a moment of clarity. Um, Yeah. What do you think about the station? Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, I think because I was also paying attention to this Venus retrograde the most, it was, and it was very pivotal for me personally, that I feel like when it goes direct, it's almost like, okay, now we're going to move forward on something. The things that we started reviewing and the things that came up during this retrograde, because retrogrades were just about going inward and reflecting. I do think it's interesting that there are a couple days that Mercury and Venus are retrograde at the same time. It's between like August 23rd and September 3rd. So I'm just wondering like, um, and those are two personal planets. If, you know, exes come back, right. Or like old coworkers, old people from your past, because it seems like the, the cosmos are like, there's something that you need to close out on like a chapter or, or a phase or a cycle that you maybe didn't heal from. And this is your chance to do that. Yeah. I would say it might be a little bit more chaotic during that, you know, mm-hmm. the, that two week period. Um, and I see the Venus retrograde story as like a three act, you know, mm-hmm. kind of play, right? So this is our final act. And whatever we were reflecting on during the retrograde, now we can move forward with clarity and that Leo confidence. Yes. And Venus will be visible in the sky when you wake up, um, which I always love to do. I always love to wake up early and see Venus. And so like when I think about that spiritually and energetically, when you can now see Venus again, it's like all the things that um, rule Venus in your life that maybe have been like stalled. So relationships, money, um, some opportunities might have just been stalled in order for you to like review and um, yeah, reflect on. Now you can see it. And I feel like that is a signal for us that we're moving forward now. Oh, I love that. That analogy of like, you can see it now that Venus is a morning star. Yeah. September 4th. Yes. Mercury in Virgo, trying Jupiter in Taurus at 15 degrees. This also happened on August 9th and will happen again on September 25th. So I think this is pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Mercury, you'll want to go back to August 9th, look through your emails, your photos and your phone, or if you journal, go back to August 9th and see what was going on. But Generally, Jupiter is a planet of support and wisdom and um, good luck. And Mercury is a planet of communication. So this is usually a great time to make progress on some of your ideas, to get support on some of your ideas, to communicate effectively. Um, Whatever we were kind of 
brainstorming or initiating around August 9th, maybe it's picking up traction or we're rethinking it once Mm -hmm. Mercury revisits Jupiter. But yeah, I really like this. Mm -hmm. I think what we said back in August was that this would be a good day to send messages to people and like um, announce something maybe because Mercury in Virgo is very strong. It's in its domicile and Jupiter is about expansion. So maybe during this time, something returns, you review something um, because Mercury is in retrograde now, but yeah, this is really harmonious aspect. And keep in mind, it's the second chapter of this aspect. So there's going to be the final pieces of the puzzle will arrive on September 25th. Yes. And on the same day, Jupiter goes retrograde, which I think is so kind of like a cosmic joke, right? Like Venus goes direct the day before. And then our other benefic, our other sweet planet in the sky decides to go retrograde <laughs> the next day. Um, You know, I, I think the days that the outer planets, the planets that are further away from us, Generally, these retrograde periods don't affect us the entire time. It's just the days that they go retrograde or direct. So we'll be noticing it in the Taurus part of our chart. Um, but yeah, it's happening at 15 degrees. So if you have fixed sign placements around that point. Hmm. Yes, I think it's well, I think it's more significant too if you're ruled by Jupiter or if you're in a Jupiter perfection year, right? Yeah. Because I, I find with the outer planets, most people don't notice it unless it you're ruled by that planet or it's moving over your personal planets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such an important point. Yeah. And this is the time for us. I think this is also kind of like an anti-capitalism transit because if you yes. think about it Jupiter is this planet of expansion and growth and our dreams and going after you know our goals and now we're entering a retrograde period which is going to invite us to slow down and to reflect on the ways that we've already expanded and maybe we haven't sunk deep enough into gratitude for that you know maybe we've been just pushing forward and wanting yeah. more 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 And this is a really important time, I think, to reconnect with our gratitude and to reflect on all of the ways in which we have grown and transformed over Mm -hmm. the past few months. Uh, And then also to rethink our beliefs and our spiritual practices and our goals and the ways that we do what, what we want to expand and what we want to birth and create in this world in ancient astrology Jupiter represented semen. So, you know, it, (laughs) I think it does have to do with what we want to create. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because I was just thinking sometimes expansion is not a good thing. I think there is something to be said with, with ideas around exploration and manifest destiny and like all these people back then had, they thought they were having good intentions, right? But then they didn't realize that their actions also were oppressing other people. 
And so I feel like a retrograde is the time to kind of ask yourself, like, is this okay? Am I, like you said, like, is more better? Is expanding better? Is growth at this level better? Maybe um, sufficiency is where we find abundance and like what we have and the resources we have is actually more than enough Um, because it's also in the sign of Taurus, right? Like it's very grounded. It's very earthy. And I feel like our planet doesn't need more extraction at this point. (laughs) We need other retrograde words are like reparations and rejuvenation, regeneration, and, and maybe not uh, taking anymore. Yes. Um, you just said something, but my brain has been melting the past couple of weeks. So <laughs> move on, carry on. They'll come back. <laughs> um, so September 6th, the sun in Virgo will conjunct Mercury in Virgo at 13 degrees. You know, I love a fucking Kazemi. Yes, I do. <laughs> they are delicious. And this one is happening at 13 degrees of Virgo. This is our, uh, our aha moment during the Mercury retrograde. This is a period of clarity and divine downloads and synchronicities and the universe just showering you with knowledge. Yeah. It's quite sweet. Well, it's sweet because also Mercury is in its own sign and the sun is in Virgo and some key words that I think about Virgo are um, editing and like removing all the stuff that's not necessary, like pruning, cleaning, being detail oriented. And there's something about Virgo that just feels like uh, clear. I don't know. I mean, you have Virgo placements. What are your, some of your words? Yeah. Like refinement, precision, Mm -hmm critical, mm-hmm. but, um, dedication, commitment, mm-hmm. um, harvest, right. It's the, yes. the sign of the harvest. So yeah, I think this could just bring some really interesting information our way, maybe even some exciting opportunities. Um, when a planet sits in the heart of the sun, it is said to be strengthened. And like you mentioned, Mercury is already exalted in the sign of Virgo. So even though it's retrograde, this is a moment, like a temporary moment in the retrograde journey where we are getting just like psychic beams pumped into our head. And I love that for us. Yeah. Same. I meant to say Mercury's exalted in Virgo. <laughs> yes, yes. It's domicile. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's domicile and exalted. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, really likes Virgo. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely important date to pay attention to, especially if you've been kind of like, what the fuck has my retrograde story been about? And if you're feeling confused and if you're feeling, you know, it's easy to get consumed with feelings of like delays, setbacks, like I'm not doing enough um, Mm -hmm. during retrograde periods, but they come around to give us the gift of slowing down because I don't know about you, but most of my like million dollar ideas come when I'm either resting 
or mm-hmm. when I used to get stoned and take a bath or <laughs> when I, you know, would just choose to rest. That's yes. when a lot of my intuitive hits would come through. Yes, actually, I'm so glad you said that because um, like I mentioned before, I was having all the, all of those intrusive thoughts and I realized that our intrusive thoughts come from actually our stomachs not being able to process trapped energy, like old emotions tied to the past. And like Virgo, re- Virgo represents our in- large in- large intestines or small intestine, it's the longest organ. And Virgo needs time to process something before it like gets into the poop trap. So I realized that a lot of my, um, like, cause I also think like Virgos are super judgmental about themselves and, and hypercritical because they feel like they're not doing enough. I have a Virgo midheaven, which is opposite my son. So I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I always feel like it's never good enough either. And a lot of that comes from just being under capitalism and and tying my worth and my self-esteem to the amount of money I make. And that's also tied to trauma from my immigrant parents. And there's just a lot that's tied there. And it's all trapped emotionally in my stomach. So I started running. I mentioned that last month. So I could move the energy out of my body. And then once I started doing that, it helped me to sit in stillness. And then like my mind started to quiet down. So it really is like our body is 95% in control and learning to have body literacy is like everything. And, you know, Virgo is about the healer. And the mind controls 5%. So the more you can be in your body and embodied, I think that it helps with the judgmentalness that Virgo tends to be. Absolutely. And Virgo picks up that overthinking, right? Mm -hmm. Like anxious thoughts. Anxiety is often tied with Virgo. And if you think about like when you get anxious, your gut rumbles, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get twisted. So this is a really important time to get grounded and because Virgo is an earth sign and getting grounded. Part of that is staying on top of regulating your nervous system. It's not just like doing it once a month. This is a consistent practice that I think has fallen to the wayside because of capitalism and productivity and like just the schedules, the demands um, that a lot of us have in our daily lives. But Virgo season is a really important time to refine, edit, and hone your daily habits and commit to grounding yourself. Yeah. Because I used to think Virgo was boring. (laughs) Me too. When I found out I had a Virgo moon, I was like, ew, I was so upset. But now I really appreciate it because I, I do believe there is so much beauty in Virgo is like the maiden. Virgo is like the healer. Virgo is hyper independent and knows her, his, their worth. And now I like super appreciate Virgo. My sister's a Virgo. So I just see how she operates. And they say Virgo is one of the witchiest signs. And I think because Virgo finds the magic in the mundane. 
Yes. You don't have to go to a shop and spend $200 on crystals and candles and Mm -hmm. herbs and this, like you can go into your kitchen and you can enchant your water by yourself or into your herb garden and pick some from the backyard or even Mm -hmm. find some dead leaves on the ground and enchant them. You can do magic anyway, anyhow. Yes. But I digress. Okay. (laughs) September 8th. Sun in Virgo forms a trine with Jupiter in Taurus. This, I think, is very interesting because just a couple days before, on September 4th, Mercury meets with Jupiter. And then the sun, four days later, traces over those steps. Mm-hmm. And the sun is the planet of illumination. And so whatever we were kind of thinking about, talking about, whatever we were focused on, this feels like uh, an even bigger moment of clarity, right? And it comes right after the Kazemi. So it's like maybe actually turning our beliefs and ideas into something more tangible and real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, if you remember back in the spring, there was a Mercury retrograde in Taurus at these exact degrees, oh, I think yeah. 15 to five or something. So And I think in our yearly, we mentioned that your Mercury retrograde story in Taurus was going to be reflected back with your Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. So those degrees seem very significant. Um, They see, it seems like something is being like expanded, possibly something might be growing and your Virgo placements are like making it happen. Yeah. And this also is kind of like, this is a great day to do an abundance or money ritual or spell because it is the tangible. It's coming through in two earth signs Mm -hmm. um, about our physical resources. So yeah, this is kind of, this is a very abundant transit. Again, Jupiter, like you said, is fertile energy. It's expansive energy. Um, Yeah. I would see that as a cute day to do a spell. And generally, like the good vibes flow when the sun meets with Jupiter. It's like we're doing something cute. We're hanging out with friends. We're yeah. having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, September here in the Northeast is when all the fruit ripens and like it's harvest time. So we go like apple picking and um, it's like peak abundance. And on September 14th, we have the new moon in Virgo. Thoughts and prayers? I got a, I got a lot of feelings about it. So it's taking place at 21 degrees of Virgo. And if you have Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, or Pisces placements, this will be a more important, fresh start for you. Um, if, especially if you have degrees, planets or placements around that point. Now this moon is opposite Neptune and Pisces, which I think can stir up oppositions are a little tense in astrology and neptune is this planet of fog and illusion but also idealism and spirituality and romance and creativity so there's definitely some beauty that can be found in this aspect but i think it can also kick up some of our sensitivities our overthinking like paranoid thoughts that just aren't based in reality um it can kind of amplify some of those feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is lovely 
about this lunation is that it is forming a grand trine because it will form a trine with Uranus and Taurus and with Pluto and Capricorn. So we have the three earth signs connecting Mm -hmm. and anytime there's a grand trine in the sky, three areas of our birth chart are in harmony and communicating and supporting one another. So I see that as pretty cute. I do. I have to say this last new moon in Leo that we had recently, I felt like for the first time, a little lost because when you don't have, and it was also when Venus was invisible too, like, cause it was under the beams. I felt, um, you know, as we're all kind of animalistic in some way. We all have a primal nature. And when you don't see with the light of the moon and it's completely dark, I feel like sometimes we feel a little lost, but I think that also gives us an opportunity to be in the dark. Cause you can't have light without dark. Um, and a lot of people are not used to, darkness in the literal and metaphorical sense. So also it being opposing Neptune and Pisces, this is a time to be in a liminal space, maybe to be in um, some kind of dreamy realm, the unknown humans don't like being in the unknown. We want to know the plan. We want to know like what's going to happen, but there is something to be said about being sitting with darkness in a new I like that. And it's a beautiful time to get lost in your imagination and your fantasy, mm-hmm. but to not put the expectation on whatever is coming through that you have to seed it and turn it into a reality. Like this is a time to explore and create, but not necessarily to commit. Mm-hmm. So um Yeah. And new moons are when we're relying on our instincts because it's the darkest time in the sky. So that makes a lot of sense. The ruler of this new moon, it's always very important to look at who's the moon answering to. The moon will be answering to Mercury retrograde in Virgo. What I think is also interesting that I literally just noticed at this very second is the new moon is taking place at 21 degrees. And that is the station degree for Mercury retrograde. Mercury went retrograde at 21 degrees. So it is almost like whatever setbacks or delays or, you know, tussles we've been dealing with with Mercury retrograde, this is a seeding point. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the next day it goes direct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think honestly, I really like the sun and, and Mercury working together in the sign of Virgo. Cause it's like, you're clearing, sweeping something away, getting ready for something. And I love that the new moon in Virgo is also trining Pluto and Capricorn and Uranus and Taurus. Like those are big, those are big energies. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon trining Pluto and Capricorn is harmonious. And I think it's going to be able, we're going to be able to tap into some kind of power within us trying to Uranus and Taurus. I know we had this whole Uranus and Taurus thing last month, um, but it's in a trine. So I think like some, 
surprise can come up during this new moon time, but like maybe a pleasant one, depending on your <laughs> relationship to, to surprises. Uranus is cute this month. We are yeah. Uranus this month. Yes. Last yeah. month, Uranus made me puke. <laughs> but this month, we're here. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, um, Stephanie and I, and I have been working with Hermes, um, We've been doing this Orphic hymn to Hermes since last November. And I feel like your relationship, because Mercury is a trickster. So I think working with the energy of Mercury, aka Hermes, and just like asking for guidance, um, giving little offerings to Mercury and Hermes, and just like working with that energy because also Hermes is the only one that can go into the underworld, Pluto and Capricorn. And yeah. I'm what just, were some what yeah, what were some offerings that we gave Hermes? Ooh. Silver? Is it silver? Oh. I don't remember. I give Pluto shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say Hermes is a psychopomp too right so it's um mercury is the the planet or the god or you know that delivers souls to the underworld like you said Mm -hmm. it's the only um god that can travel to the underworld so having it rule virgo virgo is a season of transition so i think it just makes more sense what you said about sweeping out, purging, clearing, because this is a transitional time right before the fall equinox hits. Yes. And what is fascinating about the new moon is it takes place. And then literally the next day, September 15th, Mercury goes direct in Virgo at eight degrees. Mm-hmm. So this feels like all, all green lights pass go collect $200. Like we're finally starting to move forward. Um, the shadow period will be in effect until September 30th. So we may have some final little hiccups to iron out, but for the most part with the new moon coupled with that station, it feels like things are moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. And on the same day that Mercury goes direct, the sun in Virgo forms a trine with Uranus. Mm -hmm. And that's really electric and exciting energy. Yeah, I really like that. We're asked maybe surprises coming up. Yeah, we're asked to innovate and take risks and try something new. And also the sun and Uranus in different ways both represent our authenticity. So it's integrating um, our authentic desires and our sense of self and showing up in that way. And this is coming through in a trine. Like it's going to be not easy for us to do because trying new things is always uncomfortable. But anytime you do something that you've been avoiding, the magic is in the work and the things that you are avoiding. Yes done close the book like if you want to (laughs) manifest if you want to change your life make a list of the things you've been avoiding or fearful of 
Um, but this would be a really good day to take a step towards one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I can't guarantee anything, but if I could, I would like things change rapidly once you start to confront what you are avoiding. Yes. I think August with the squares, it was Uranus being like, Hey, pay attention to this. Maybe this is what you need to work on. And then this month with the trines, it's like, okay, I'm going to finally start to take some action steps Mm -hmm. towards these things. And you're absolutely right. Like the one, the fastest way to manifest quote unquote is to deal with your fears mm-hmm. around it. The, I mean, that is like the root cause of the resistance that's holding you back. So if you can take advantage of these earth sign energies and um, all of these trines, it is to take slow incremental action steps to create change. Yeah. Yep. And then September 16th, we have Venus and Leo square Jupiter and Taurus. Mm-hmm. That's happening right now as we record. Yes, it is. Woohoo! And this is a super cute aspect. You know, yeah. our two benefics um, are coming together in the sky. And even though it's a square, we don't really care. We still think it's adorable. <laughs> um, this can be an overindulgence kind of moment. Um, mm-hmm. I had a couple days without nausea and I was feeling real bold and fierce. And I was like, I can eat whatever I want again. And last night I indulged and just ate regular human food because I've just been eating toast and rice mm-hmm. for weeks. Oh gosh. And so I had some delicious normal human food and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I'm going to fucking yak. So Venus and Jupiter can, you know, be a little bit about indulging. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally it's like a period of celebration. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very sexy. I think we said this on June 10th, like it, it's like a fun party aspect. Yes. Um, That can get a little out of control because Jupiter is in Venus's sign and Venus and Leo to me is like, let's go to a disco. Let's go like dress up and be sexy, you know? Um, I really obviously like this. It's two benefics and squares are the aspect of yes, conflict, but also passion. Mm -hmm. And this is the final chapter. So this is the third time this aspect is happening this year Mm -hmm. and it's taking place at 15 degrees. It took place, like you said, on June 10th was the first time, then August 22nd. And this is the final chapter. So whatever kind of storyline or threads have been mm-hmm. weaving through those days. This is a moment of resolution, celebration, and expansion. Mm-hmm. September 19th, the sun in Virgo opposes Neptune in Pisces at 26 degrees. Well, I think we talked a lot about this kind of aspect with the new moon, um, since it is opposite Neptune. And you did such a like eloquent job of describing kind of how that aspect comes to life. I, I think this can also, the sun is our vitality. So sometimes we're a little more tired, mm-hmm. that could be something else to name that could, you know, in a practical way, how, how it might manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, confusion, misunderstandings. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't the day to like make really, really big, important decisions. But like we said, like explore, create, Mm -hmm. uh, play around with your imagination. I think a lot of the time Neptune oppositions, there's an increased desire to escape. So -hmm. sometimes our sensitivities come up like, you know, the 24 hour news cycle may be even more exhausting today, or maybe there's some where we just want to check out, you know, we can feel the collective pain and wounding of the world. And yeah, there can be any time the moon used to form an opposition with Neptune, I would want to get high as a kite. And I would look (laughs) at my chart and I was like, God damn it. You know, so I wouldn't do it because the moon was opposite Neptune, but it's what I want, what I craved, right? Or get lost in a, um, like binge watch The Walking Dead or something like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a good um, Neptune and Pisces, The Walking Dead. Um, Yeah, I think that well, oppositions, like you said, are it's tense because. The sun in Virgo is like, I want to be healthy and focus on my health. And then Neptune in Pisces is like, let's go Delulu ourselves into like another dimension. Right. And those like two things are at odds with each other. And, you know, at the end of the day, Virgo and Pisces is about healing and health and spirituality. So I yeah, we just had a Mars opposed Neptune recently, or we're still going under that um, transit right now. And it is like Mars and Virgo. I felt like, oh, I want to work out and I want to watch what I eat. But then a part of me also wants to just like watch um, like movies all day and just kind of like escape my reality. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you work with oppositions personally, but for me, it's just trying to integrate both into, oh, I hate the word balance, but like, cause I'm not a balanced person. No, <laughs> it trying is. to that integrate. Is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sometimes Neptune wins. Sometimes I'm just like, I can't handle this reality. I'm literally going to read this fantasy book for three days straight and live in this other dimension. And that's and- an important thing to listen to. Yes. Body, if that's what it needs to heal and to rest and to rejuvenate. Yes. So it is, it's all about balance. Um, yeah, we are today is Mars opposite Neptune. And I mentioned the walking dead because I just finished one of the spinoffs, the one with, um, Negan and Maggie. Um, and for anyone who watches out there, but it's such a, yeah, it's such, you know, getting lost in a morbid TV show. That's kind of like sun opposite Neptune kind of stuff. It is very, I haven't watched that series. My uh, sister's really into it. Um, I'm a little scared. Oh my God. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's the people that are scary. It's not the zombies. You get so oh. zombies, but the people are frightening and like, just it's fascinating when COVID. So I've watched the series twice all the way through which is psychotic Mm -hmm. because there's like 11 seasons and like 30 episodes in every season Mm -hmm. um but I started re-watching it again at the beginning of COVID because I was like well this makes me feel better about my life at least we're not in an actual apocalypse right (laughs) but anywho anywho um on September 20th the sun in Virgo will form a trine with Pluto and Capricorn 
And I think this is very interesting because this is the second to last time that the Virgo house in our chart and the Capricorn house in our chart are going to be integrating and supporting each other in this way. And that's because Pluto will be in Capricorn one more time next year. But after that, it moves on and and it enters Aquarius and it will never be in Capricorn again in our lifetimes. So there's integration, um, healing, empowerment, transformation between these two areas of your chart. So you kind of want to look at what are the topics associated with Virgo and Capricorn and how have you grown? How can you witness your own empowerment and what alchemy has taken place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is a power transit, like the sun, power, vitality, Pluto, power. And like, I think we've spoken about this, about Pluto before in Capricorn. This is like the rebirth, the regeneration phase of Pluto, because it's in its last degrees of Capricorn. And so even um, another thing that happened in August that I forgot to mention was the Alabama boat brawl. Did you watch that? Yes, yes, yes. And I really felt like that was a representation of Pluto and Capricorn in its last degrees of a bunch of people. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. But basically, there was this boat brawl in Montgomery, Alabama, and it was a very historic place where enslaved people used to be sold there. And even the boat was named after Harriet Tubman. Mm. And there was a, he wasn't even a security guard. He was the captain of a boat and he um, was starting to become beaten up by a bunch of racist white dudes. And people came like bystanders came and helped him, which like if you know psychology, there's something called the bystander effect, which people don't step in because psychologically they don't, you know, they just don't. Um, it's been studied by psychologists. But what I thought was so hopeful is that people came and helped him and it like averted, like nobody passed away. Nobody was, I mean, people were arrested, but I just thought that was such a Pluto Capricorn, like we're we're changing the narrative of something that was historically like, um, you know, a, a really sad story there historically. And so I think this is like our opportunity to change the narrative of an area of our life that has been going under renovation for the last 15 years since 2008. I love that. Put a bow on it. That was perfect. <laughs> That was all we need. I love that. And then September 22nd, we have the sun moving into Libra and the fall equinox. Yes. So this marks our halfway point through the astrological year. It is the time of year where night and day are of equal length. Libra represents this is represented by the scales and balance and equality. So that all comes through in the archetypes and symbolism. Um, And it's a time for us to reflect on the seeds we planted at the beginning of the year. When you had your spring equinox, um, intentions, what were you hoping to manifest? And 
this is a point of reflection and gratitude and to really go in deeper and look at, wow, look at all the progress I've made in the past six months. Look at all of the transformation that's taken place. Yeah. I love that. And it's a day to celebrate. Um, Do you consider like, so I consider the equinoxes and solstices to be portals. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think like eight, eight or those kinds of dates portals. Like I think portals are these like, um, yeah, equinoxes and solstices. Yeah. I think the veils are thinner on those days. I think there's something so ancient about these days, like cultures all over the fucking world mm-hmm. celebrate these days, independent of one another. Like, what does that say? You know, they, they're, they're totally portals. And um, yeah, like you said, it's a moment to celebrate. That's true. And a lot of religious celebrations happen during this time. Like I know Koreans, we celebrate a Thanksgiving, like a harvest. I know this is like a lot of Jewish holidays start at this time. So it is like very, it's a very special time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then September 25th, Mercury and Virgo will try Jupiter and Taurus. So this is our final chapter, right? Yeah. It happened back on August 9th, September 4th, mm-hmm. getting more support. You're sharing your ideas. Maybe like, think of like the archer, you're releasing the arrow and it's finally going far and wide, right? Like something's coming of this, yes. uh, whatever you've been investing in. And Mercury's direct now. Mercury's direct. Mercury's here to help you. Mercury's yeah. strong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a cute day. That is a cute day. Um, September 29th, the full moon in Aries happens at six degrees, not an eclipse, sun conjunct palace, Athena, the ruler Mars is in Libra conjunct the South node. I hate this moon. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) I think this moon is nuts um it's a little spicy it's so spicy because on the same day venus and leo squares uranus and taurus and full moons in aries are already about relationships right because the sun is in libra relationship oriented the moon is in aries focusing on ourself Mm -hmm. the ruler of this moon is mars and libra conjunct the south node the south node is a point of release so yes. this just like spills, like spews disaster for relationships. Like it's make it or break it moment. It is breakthrough or break up. Not every, you know, fighting, disagreements, frustration. I just don't think it's cute. The the one thing that I did think was interesting, and I, you know, I don't usually work with the asteroids that much, but the sun is conjunct Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena is the asteroid and goddess of wisdom and also patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Some she some is pattern. a warrior. She's a warrior. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is like this energy is like I know what I want, and you're not a part of my story anymore. 
Mm. Like Mars is debilitated in Libra. Um, and it's like a severing quality conjunct the South node, which is a, like an, a decreasing energy. That's like, if you're in a relationship that's in rocky ground, uh, like to pull the plug. Yeah. I mean, we can't give you that kind of advice, but like, you might have a, you might have a reckoning that day for sure. Mm-hmm. And if this isn't an eclipse, even though we are now experiencing the eclipses in Aries and Libra, but it's going to still kind of, I think, have that eclipsy feel because the ruler of it is conjunct the South Node. Mm-hmm. And because it's going to kind of foreshadow part of our eclipse storyline. You know, it's activating the same houses in our chart that we're going to have the eclipses taking place. So, well, then, then the moon will like later on that day meet the South Node and Mars. So, like, whatever emotions come up during that time. And then it passes through Mars and um, the South node. It's like, maybe that is the final like cut. Maybe it's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm done. Yes. Yes. And if I, if I could just say like, I feel like Aries moons are more Aries than the Aries sun because it's so primal and visceral. It's like sometimes Aries just is reactionary because it's, you're so connected to your instincts So like whatever you're feeling, go with that, like trust it Mm -hmm. uh, and then just see how it plays out later on. Um, And (laughs) exercise, any for or movement, whatever that looks like for you, whatever feels good for you and your body and you're capable of, but just um, whether it's shaking your fingers or whatever, just getting energy out of your body in some way. Yes. that is such an important remediation for Aries moons in particular. Yes. So September 29th, not the day to DTR to find the relationship, not the day to, (laughs) um, you know, profess your feelings because they might not be real well received. There's going to be an extra element of shock and surprise because Venus, the planet of love and relationships and harmony and finances Mm -hmm. flashing with, this planet of disruption. So, yeah. Yeah. If you want to confess your feelings for somebody, do it on Mercury, Trine, Jupiter. Yeah. A couple of days before and then see how that goes. But like, yeah, like the full moon in Aries, not a good moment here. Yeah. Not a good moment. A little wild. Uh, And then the only other thing to note on this full moon is that the Venus square Uranus aspect also took place on July 2nd and August 9th. So you can look back for themes of what might come up for you. Oh, before we move on to the last one, I just wanted to point out that between like September 12th through October 9th, which is a good chunk of time, um, Mars and Libra will be sextile to Venus and Leo um, and Mars will be in Venus's sign. And so like your Libra house and your Leo house are like getting this nice, like sextile action. Oh, for like, cool. yeah, for like three weeks. So I think like, um, even though Mars is like said to be not happy in Libra, I think it being in Venus's sign and then being sextile, I think it's going to be cute. That's a remediation. We let, we yes. like, let's we like that. So then, last one. Uh-huh. Finally, September 30th, 
Mercury in Virgo forms a trine with Uranus and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Kylie Jenner who was like, what was her dumb quote where she's like, I'm realizing things. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's, that's what this makes me think of. <laughs> I'm realizing things. I've never heard her say that. Um, but that's something that she would say. I, I like, I don't want to dislike anybody, but there's something about her that rubs me the wrong way. I have to say, well, <laughs> starting on the, the Kardashians. She um, is a Leo. She is a Leo. Not an evolved Leo. Sorry to say, but she's a yeah. moon Capricorn rising. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, it feels like important ideas can come through big revelations changing the way that you think oh this would be a good day to kick old beliefs patterns and habits and integrate new routines and habits that are going to bring you closer to the life that you want to lead oh I like that but I do like what you said um I'm starting to realize something because <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah but I feel like that's like the vibe of September because there's so much Mercury and Virgo going on and making trines to these aspects. It's like, by the end, you're going to get it. You're going to get something. Yes. And after coming off of that kind of wild full moon the day before, this is almost like um, Uranus represents electricity. So it's almost like we're getting plugged back in and we're like, okay, I'm rewired. I've rebooted my operating system. I've come up with a new way to approach things and I'm going to be okay. And this is what we're going to do now. Yes. Love it. So that is September. As always, please let us know what, how this unfolds for you in your life. And please like subscribe and rate our podcast because we're doing this just for you. Have a great September. Bye. Bye.